0: I tune into the ACCU sports lab to see if my team wanna lose. If they lose, I'm quiet as a mouth. Love, but if they won, keep half I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. caville, he yeah. know what he be talking yeah. talkin about. Talkin' Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking yeah. talkin yeah. about, They compress press the analytic data with your hip hop. Yeah. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team yeah. if they wanna lose, yeah. So listen to
1: Professor Yes. and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBCU HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. I'm going to call this official data point show. Data point, data point, data point. <laughs> Welcome to episode 186 of Inside HBCU HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU diaspora. All things HBCU sports, institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studio and sending a signal live to KCAH 1230 AM studio with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, in a beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Ralph Cooper, we see you still doing your thing. Keep bringing it, checking you out off and on there. I see you got them all lathered up in so many different ways. appreciate you sharing us in the airways of Houston. With that, you know, we got the trophy, 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 cigar day, but we're going to hold that on for a minute and let uh, these fellas bring out their little trophy. They, they ain't really getting into it on Sunday, so I'm going to give them another chance to show out a little bit on the trophy. But with that being said, uh, today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THC Agency. THC Agency, a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. With that said, and folks that don't realize data analytics is nothing, as Mike said, it's just data points when you are talking about sports. With that being said, Mike, What's HBCU news of the day
2: for you? What you got? Thank you, Dr. Cavill. And <laughs> it, is, it is with the most profound sadness <laughs> that officially, <laughs> as of today, uh, Prairie View a has become, I believe, the fourth team to move to a virtual homecoming platform. Mm. Um, they put they sent out a letter to all of its alumni base. uh and all of, you know, the other, you know, athletic programs, and the letter basically states that over the past several months, there's been a team to continuously assess the current public health landscape, and look at this COVID-19 crisis, uh, cases, and uh, look at the crisis rate, and look at basically where we're going, at least in the last two or three months, projections, particularly in the greater Houston area. So in analyzing all the options, looking at all the safety measures, gathering all of the data points, it uh, was decided to forego tailgating activities and proceed with a hybrid homecoming schedule. Now we've seen other schools come with this hybrid homecoming activity they did put out kind of a schedule, but it's nothing like the the traditional Purdue homecoming. A lot of alumni are not happy with this fact. Uh, they voiced it on various social media platforms. But you know, we have to respect the decision. You know, of not only the homecoming uh, team or leadership team that is looking at this, but the administration. They're looking at you know who who is most at risk. What are those groups that are still lagging behind in terms of vaccination? So they had to consider a lot of things. In my regular job, I consider this. So I do, on the one hand, understand part of the decision, but it is not a happy, happy day in Pantherland due to this announcement. He said not a happy, happy day.
1: (laughs) Mike is struggling. He He kept it. He did. Uh, Charles, I'll say this before I go to you. You might mm-hmm. want to make some room uh, down in Jackson for your homecoming.
0: Tempo, uh, tempo. Yeah. many
1: many of your fraternity brothers may find a way to partake in your activities. And uh, Prairie was already scheduled to go to Southern for their homecoming, so for those Southern folks out there they may need to do their stuff as well. Um, you know so- what? <laughs> <laughs> this is what. <the> <laughs>
2: Right here. Yeah, right here. <laughs> Are those Char- Jackson State uh, shot glasses?
1: <laughs> Make room.
2: I'm bringing shot glasses. <laughs> oh, this is
1: pretty good. This is
0: pretty
1: uh, good. Before I go some, to you, Charles, I'm, let me get some shout out to the people. Oh, you had something to say, Charles. Go ahead.
3: Uh, oh, no. You know, what? We, we welcome all. Uh, we welcome all over there Jackson State for our homecoming. And check this out. I know everybody talks
1: about their homecomings to death, but come on over. You you will see what what time it is. Oh yeah, no doubt yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, I might even sneak up there since you know the other half, the better half has Alabama and them homecoming. Jackson go down there. You might find me in Huntsville celebrating the homecoming. <laughs> Doing everybody else's homecoming. How about but, that? Just- that's interesting. though. this is this
3: is the first swag school that um has made that, that announcement with regards to their homecoming.
1: So. Yep. Great point. I and mean, you got a game Thursday. We'll get a little more in that. You might see us do something special. Stick around. We might find a way to sneak down and see if we can do something outside the studios. We'll see. Ricky Burton, uh, Donald Wal- Walton, Noel Price, uh, Jalen Riley, Ricky Burton in the house, Demetrius Hargret, Ricky Burton, we're not going to give you a hard time. We appreciate you. You know, we better than that. We better than that. Jason Thornton. Mary Allen says, hello, everyone. Michael Ford is in the house. Karen Griffin, lab time. That's right. That's right. No doubt. George Suggs is in the house. Willie Alex Hines, CIAA representing. It goes down. We got some good matchups this weekend, man. I'm excited about the matchups, the data points that will take place. In a lot of ways, this is, you know, the third and fourth game. So, you know, on the academic side, college athletes, you know, their academic advisors, they're running around there and getting their uh, student evaluation reports, you know, those third, fourth week reports. So we might have to look at some reports as we're going through the show and see what you're reporting on your team. Uh, Willie Mack, Donald Walton, as I said. Who else is on here bringing hot <laughs> hip? Kay Johnson is always in the eye. What's up, Kay? Uh, where we got where we got James Knox bringing it hard and heavy G Boone Holly's in here Lawrence T White keep it coming Troy Lamont Coleman there we go with that being said Rick Williams he's ready to go Jags all right look at the Jags all right Jags Dr. Holmes yeah, <laughs> they came back out of the wind I ain't seen him last week now very better than he I always stick his head win or loss he, he gonna be there and he had four more wins and losses over the years, last couple of years as a Southern fan, so no doubt. Trudy Jackson, with that being said, let me go to Charles without belaboring the point. What news you got out there?
3: Yeah, let's start off. Uh, let's recognize these players of the week. We're going to start over in the SIAC uh, this week as Michael Huntley of Lane. He was the Offensive Player of the Week. Stephen Pierre of Albany State, he earned the Defensive Player of the Week, and Tyler Moore was tabbed the special team's player of the week, and Emmanuel Wilson from Fort Valley State. He was the newcomer of the week. Let's take a look at the offensive side of the ball for uh, the SIAC. Michael Huntley from Lane, 14-21, to 325 yards and three touchdowns in the 45-35 win over Edward Waters. Stephen Pierre from Albany State, the linebacker. Uh, he led the Golden Rams defense Albany. to a- uh, All Bonnie, you're right. To a shutout of the Clark Atlanta Panthers, he garnered nine solo tackles in uh, leading the ASU defense. Uh, Tyler Moore, Special Teams Player of the Week, uh, <laughs> with one score up, he punted down to out. Uh, uh, Allen, Allen, punted from his own 13 yard line where he rushed off the right side and blocked the punt for Fort Valley State, Tyler Moore. And the newcomer, Emmanuel Wilson from Fort Valley State, the running back. Freshman, in his first action of the season, the transfer, rushed 11 times for an average of 7.5 yards per carry, 83 yards and two touchdowns as he put Fort Valley up for good with a 32-yard touchdown with 8.40 left in the second quarter, and it was a bolt race from there. So kudos to those players for their offensive player, defensive player, newcomer, and special teams player of the week in the SIAC.
1: Yes, yes, I like it. Shout out to Eric Evans as you talking about the SIEC. He says, go ASU Rams, Miles, lowercase miles. You on the clock.
3: Ooh, uh-oh. That's uh-oh.
1: See the house talking Mix, Uh-oh. Somebody uh-oh. no doubt. Somebody said it. Mike, what
2: else you got? What else you got? Oh man. Oh man, we got so much news. You know what? Um in, in light of that that news, can I can I talk Miak a little bit? Go for it. Yeah, go ahead and talk to Miak. Jump on. Yeah, Miak so, love. You gotta show to Miak some love. So, uh, their players of the week was it Antonio Hamilton? Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, wrong announcement.
1: Who you got? Um, Who you want to go with?
2: I got you
3: for swag players of the week till you pull them up.
1: Yep. Go
3: ahead, okay. Go okay, Swag players of the week. Let's take a look at the Swag players of the week. On the offensive side of the ball, we start with Felix Harper, 16 of 32 for 368 yards and three touchdowns as he helped the Braves rally from 19 points down to overtake the UAPB Golden Lions. Uh huge game for uh, our, uh for all-corners Felix Harper, 16 of 32, 368 yards. Defensive player of the week. Let's stay with the Braves. Uh, defensive player of the week was Kiron Kinsler. Kinsler, he contributed 12 tackles. That was a game high, including eight solo tackles and two and a half tackles for a loss. Specialist of the week, let's come over here to Houston. It was Texas Southern. Had a, yep. a kicker, Richard Garcia III. He went three of three of extra points attempts. And he also connected a 45 and 25 yards for his field goals as he contributed nine points in Texas Southern's non-conference road outing at Rice. And the newcomer of the week, stay with TSU, Andrew Body. Body he passed for 353 yards, 19 of 35 in his first career start for the Texas Southern Tigers at Rice, and he also led TSU of rushing with 62 yards on 16 carries while contributing two rushing. Touchdown. So those
1: were your players of the week in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Right. <coughs> Known as the SWAG. I
3: Flag. see
2: you. T.S., you found a quarterback.
3: I think yep. they found themselves a
2: quarterback. I think they found one.
3: Hey, we might have a homecoming win for Texas Southern coming up on that.
2: I, I don't know if I go that Look at that. Look <laughs> at that.
1: It is a homecoming week. It'd be a good yeah. time to have it. With that being said, Michael Ford says he's excited about JSU, Alabama, A&M, Gulf Coast Classic, 2022 and 2024. Yep. Nice. With that being said, Mike, you got it for us? What you got?
2: Yeah, I got got you. So, North Carolina Central wide receiver Ryan McDaniel was named the MEAC Offensive Player of the Week, presented by Coca-Cola, of course. Howard defensive back Aaron Walker was named Defensive Player of the Week and Norfolk State running back JJ Davis was named rookie of the week. So Norfolk and then Norfolk State's Justin Reed was named offensive lineman of the week. So if we go back to McDaniel, he racked up a career high 178 receiving yards on 9 catches against North Carolina A&T including a 77-yard touchdown. His 178 receiving yards are the most for an eagle in a single game since 2017 and of course walker defensive player of the week db 510 set a new season high in tackles at robert morris uh, with eight ta- tackles including seven solo stops so kudos to them uh, one last jj davis running back rushed 14 times 93 yards in the Spartans' 28-16 comeback win over St. Francis, while also recording 23 receiving yards and 34 kickoff return yards for a total of 115 all-purpose yards. He was on it, doing a thing. I mean, every other play was Davis. So congratulations to those players of the MIAC. Other top players, honorable mentions. Antoine Murray from Howard had five catches for 88 yards against Robert Morris. And Jawan Carter from uh, Norfolk State accounted for three touchdowns, two passing and one rushing against uh, St. Francis. So big weekend for Norfolk State.
1: Yes, yes, good job. Norfolk
2: State is round and round. Be careful. Everybody whispering out South Carolina State that
1: Norfolk State mm. is quietly yeah. chicken, sneaking around the chicken coopers they say mm. around these parts. Uh, shout out, as you talk about some of these players, G-Boom Holly added pra- Prairie View a Jason Duma selected Texas College Player of the Week by Texas Football Life. That's pretty big. Um, he had a great game as he got it done. Defensive showed up uh, in the State Fair Classic down there. Great thing. Uh, Roderick, as in his part, Houston. TSU don't have a problem at quarterback anymore. This is a little bit off the radar. This is not necessarily directly related to HBCUs, but it's a good point. We've kind of picked this up a couple of weeks ago, but some questions out there. Murray State leaving the OVC. Uh, If that is the question, Michael Ford says, will the OVC still be relevant? As Charles said, good question as he responds. Way to get out there and get those responses going and keeping these folks interactive as we like to do it. Great point. Great question. And I add, that because you got the Tennessee state we keep fooling around with this stuff and I'm not sure which one is going to go in flames first if that's the way we want to look at it or implode the OVC or the South. rumor out there that McNeese state was just in Las Vegas talking to the WAC but they responded made a move you're hearing Texas A&M Commerce made the announcement today that they're moving up to division one Uh, at the FCS level, and they're joining the Southland. Four-year period, so can they do enough if McNeese leaves to still be a conference, particularly in football, with the automatic bid? And so, man, conference churning is amongst us as we look at the top of the plate. With that being said, before we get to a break, extend this just a little bit. I do want to get in this. I think this is interesting. SWAC leading several FBS, FCS conferences, in NIL contracts and activities, this is from SI.com. Swag student-athletes, athletes are capitalized on NIL contracts. Jackson State, George Sanders, son of head coach, coach Prime, Deion Sanders officially signed a lucrative NIL deal with Beats by Dre last week. I interviewed UAB's massive offensive lineman, Mark Evans, the second regarding his new NIL with Denny's, Evans was one of the four offensive linemen and the only HBCU player in the country selected for Denny's all-pancakers teams. FAMU, Alabama A&M Glass, Savion Moore, Gary Quarles have inked NIL contracts, Lincoln, Nebraska Company, open doors assist collegiate and professional athletes by providing technology to athletes' endorsement industry. End quote. The firm has partnered with major athletic organizations and humans. So I thought that was pretty big when you talk about uniquely the SWAC student athletes compensation demonstrates the financial power of HBCU's have for potential sponsors. SWAC deals were more lucrative than prominent in larger FBS and FCS conferences like Sunbelt, Ivy League, WAC, and MAAC, to name a few. So it's interesting when you talk about that, Uh, open doors shared the college football has remained number one in total compensation at 60.1%. And the number of activity activities is 37.9%. And, again, this is courtesy of SI.com. Fascinating when you talk about HBCUs. And we said this could be a game changer for HBCUs in the NIL in a lot of ways just because of the way that HBCUs do business and we understand the marketplace they have in the African-American community. With that being said, let's go ahead and take this first break. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop just stick with us because we'll be right back because I know you want to know what is up with the Paul rankings. We're about to give it to you. Stick with us. We'll be right back to see what these gentlemen say about my poll rankings. From novice to aficionado,
4: find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slow Burn. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge Featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge. It's an environment and an experience rich in history, luxury, and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion. It's the perfect escape and meeting place. A space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event or before you are planning. To celebrate your win over your athletic rivals, you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com.
0: But if they want to pass, I'm going to do the dab, yeah.
2: Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens,
4: Shop Melvet Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvet Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvitboutique.com. That's www.m-e-l-v-e-t-b-o-u-t-i-q-u-e.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique.
0: Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yesler, and pay attention, because he going to teach a
1: lesson. This is Dr. Gaville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Weiss and Charles Bishop. Yes, we're back into it. Let's get in these O rankings. We'll start with the mid-major. And we got some changes in the poll rankings. They're in the lower half, so not a lot of changes at the top. Uh, but just so you know, we do have two teams that dropped out of this week. They viewed last week. Uh, neither one of them – well, one of them didn't play, and the other one did play, and they lost. So Allen Yellow, Jackets, Bluefield State, Big Blue dropped out of the top ten. But they got some love. They got in there. Jumping in the polls, Miles Golden Bears, after they even overall in the season 2-2, two and two, 1-0 and in the conference race with a huge win. Um, and Fort Valley State Wildcats, two and two, uh, not ranked. And then get in and make it interesting with some top ten matchups coming up this week. We'll talk about that a little later, second half of the show. But as we're getting into it and move forward, let's get in the time where the business really gets interesting. We got Lane Dragons. They jump in top five, moving up one spot for number six. So they're on the move. Surprising a lot of folks on the year. They're three and one, one and zero oh, in the conference race, six six points. They continue to get it done. At number four, Auburn State Golden Rams, not surprising anybody, really. Three and one, one and oh, they remain at number four. And you'll see that refrain going throughout the rest of the top Three, where we have Savannah State Tigers, three and one, two and oh, all while, 74 points are remain in the third spot. Number two, we State Bulldogs, three and one, one and oh, four first place folks, 76 uh, points, two staying at the two spot. And number one is Langston Lions, four and oh on the season, three and oh dragging people as they get it done. It's close between Bowie State 1 and 2. Can Bowie State continue to creep up on the Langston lines, or will Langston find a way to hang on as they continue to get it done? It's interesting. 94 points for the first-place team there. Let me go to you, Mike, in terms of what are your thoughts in terms of the mid-major top 10, Dr. inside HBCU huddle report.
2: Yeah, I'm still not a fan of Langston being number one, but you can't deny they're undefeated. They play the schedule they're given. Um, I think if you look pound for pound, Savannah State, if you look at the offensive that the offensive spread they put out, strength of schedule. I know you can't count that. Don't preach to me, don't say nothing to me, but I look at strength of schedule <laughs> and I wonder if, to be honest, if Savannah State should not be a little further than the AR in the polls. And I see Bowie State. You know they they packed up. You know some impressive win. You know with this last one, one forty nine zero over or, or at Livingston. Of course they uh, took your business at New Haven. You can't rule Bowie State out. <clears throat> so Langston is undefeated, but their strength of schedule. You know three of their teams. I, I you know I don't if you're if you're comparing strength of schedule to strength of schedule. I don't know if they're number one. Man, he don't believe in my Langston lines. I told no, you, I don't.
1: y'all need to let, <laughs> just because they're out there in the West Coast and Oklahoma, middle of nowhere, playing N.A. football, get these folks they respect. With that being said, great points, Mike. I, I understand. You're right. Elijah Ray says, I told you about Lane. He said he told you about Lane. Lane, real deal. They're getting it done yeah. playing some football. With that being said, let me go to Mike. I mean, let me go to Charles and see what he thinks about mid-major, top-pole rankings. You're get looking some- up –
3: Looking up and down this poll ranking, this this, this SIAC uh, East, this is going to be some fun stuff. Savannah State, Albany State, and, and Fort Valley, and, and Benedict, they are all a uh, bunch right in the standings together in the SIAC. So that, that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. You know, pretty much in the SIAC West, uh, it's pretty much Miles and Lane, but Lane is that surprise team. Well, it shouldn't really be a surprise because they, they have some some guys that were uh, preseason all SIAC, especially from the defensive side of the ball. But Michael Huntley really uh, coming on as uh, Lane's quarterback, 325 yards this past week. But Miles and Lane fighting it out over there in the SIAC West. Tuskegee, a really strong performance. Didn't see that coming against Alabama A&M. But yeah, we, got, we, we got a little football over in the SIAC.
1: Looks fun. Man, Michael Ford is all over uh giving breaking news. I'm going to get back to that. But, Charles, yeah, you're right, man. Let me have my fun in the sun in terms of my poll rankings. We'll get into the major and really see what you think. But the point's made. Michael Ford still, Belmont just announced that it's gone. Leaving the OVC, joining the Missouri Valley Conference. What now, Tennessee State? What? What? Uh Oh, it's getting interesting, real. Hold on. Oh, the basketball, the basketball school left. Uh oh. Yeah, basketball Uh school left. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh -oh Is the what you say? (laughs) Well, let's get to the major division poll, and we'll get back into a little bit of that discussion later. As it's getting interesting all over the world, we have three teams that dropped out of the top ten. One out of the top five. So I will tell you, the team's dropping out this week. Ramon mm-hmm. State Tigers drop out one and three after the loss in the state fair class. Tennessee State drops out after their loss in the OBC opener. One and three on the season, 0-1. North Carolina Central, as they got drugged, they're 2-1. and one. They fall out. We had this discussion on Sunday. Would they fall out? I think all but a for one said they should fall out. Uh, but officially, in terms of Dr. Ville's inside the HBC poll rankings. They're gone. We'll see if they can bounce back and get back in the poll rankings. Have a big matchup. Miak-Swek Challenge type matchup. They go to Mississippi Valley, but that is for homecoming. Should be interesting. So who jumps in, in the top ten? North Carolina a t the drubbing they did in North Carolina Central, told totally everybody. They're one and 2 the three teams at one and two to jump into the poll. We'll see what everybody thinks about that. North Carolina jumps in the poll at number nine. Alabama State Hornets after their impressive win over bethune cookman They jump in the poll also. They jump all the way up to number seven. They're two and one. Want to know they have a big conference matchup as they go on the road as uh, Florida A&M has their SWAC home opener against Alabama State, their closest SWAC institution to them. So it'll be interesting. I'm hearing a lot of Alabama State folks getting on the buses, coming down, coming out of Atlanta, South Alabama. They coming in there, and they say they're a lot. Already in the Panhandle, so that should be one interesting matchup. It's not on one of the ESPN networks, so got to see if they're going to broadcast it in that area. Get into the top five. Arkansas State Braves—they move up two spots after their impressive comeback from behind victory over Pambla. Fifty-nine points, two and two on the season, one and zero. Oh. Everybody thought they could put dirt on the Braves. Well, it looks like they've woken up. Number four, Norfolk State Spartans—they were not ranked and they jumped all the way up to number two. Non-conference FCS victory, two and two on the season, two straight wins. They have a big uh, game this week against Hampton, who's just mm. outside of the top ten. Yep, receiving votes. We'll get a chance to talk about that this week. Also, you have Prairie View, Prairie View and M. They jump up one spot, three and one, two and zero oh, after they defeat a Grambling. That's four straight in the State Fair Classic. A lot of Grambling fans are not G men are not happy about it. They earn one first place vote. Can they make a difference? Does it make sense? Jackson State Tigers, three and one, one and zero. Oh. Nice win out of conference, Delta State, Division II top 20 type team, state rivalry, no FCS, historically white colleges in that area, so they tend to get a lot of talent there, 105 points. Still Division II, but they get it done. Alabama a goes against a rival, Division II uh, SIAC team in Tuskegee, closer than some people thought. But they get it done as they move up and continue to stay undefeated, 1-0 in the conference, 3-0 overall, 10 1st place folks. 170 points let me stick with you Charles what are your thoughts on major division top 10 poll
3: ranked? I I I like I like this poll I like this poll this week uh Hampton being in there that's going to be one heck of a showdown with Norfolk State the Battle of the Bay uh when you take a look at Hampton's quarterback uh uh Jet Duffy uh, he's had a heck of a showing thus far. He already put up three hundred on Howard earlier. You know, can Norfolk State's DBs hang with uh, Jet Duffy? The Jada Kiss Bonds. I love, I love that. Uh, I love that name. Best name in college football. Jada Kiss Bonds. So it'll yeah. be a very, very interesting uh, game with uh, Howard and Norfolk State. Uh, Norfolk State. They they are hitting on all cylinders with Pudicard the quarterback and and that Dawson Odom's influence. Hi Southern, hi Southern. But uh, yeah, uh, I tell you what, Dawson Hodes—he's <laughs> brought a little something
1: to that Norfolk State team. No doubt about it. I like the way you said it in your famous words. Yes, uh, they bringing it over there. Elijah says his top three teams: Alabama, All Allcorn, UAPB. Give me your top three. Let me know what your thoughts are. As I also get Mike's top thoughts on the top ten. With that being said. Fred Whitty jumps in there. Zip Gales is not at Langston anymore. I love it. Give some of that district, as he does with the HBCU Black College Football Encyclopedia. Mary Allen says, Mary Allen says, Tallahassee will be rocked this weekend in Alabama State versus Florida A&M. No doubt about that for sure. Michael, what are your thoughts on major division top 10? Tell me what you think. Make me proud, man.
2: <laughs> you know what? I I can't even say nothing. I I actually like the poll, with the exception that Norfolk State. Um, um, Let it rock. Let it be said. Yeah, I I do I do like that poll. To Finally, I
1: got a weekend where both of them
2: say not too bad, I, not too bad, sir. Alcorn State. You know they suffered a loss at the beginning of the season. They have what Mississippi Valley. They got Gramlin and I forget who else, those are teams they can easily win, so they can go 3-0. and And remember, we had all, you know, every some of the prognosticators had said, oh, Alcorn State's done. Now, well, you look at what they did against UAPB in the second half, that coaching change, and you look at how we rank teams, it's not just about the personnel, it's also about the coaching. And you look at the coaching change that was made in the second half and moving the pocket with, with Felix Harper, um, they are still for real they are a factor to be dealt with so for the next 3 games they could conceivably go go 3 and 0 so i think they should be in the in the top 5 View, Jawan Boss has, has proved that he yeah. i mean he was hitting his receivers i think they had 14 15 yards per pass if you look at the stats which came out late but that's another story neither here nor there uh but if you look at the stats 14 15 yards per pass he was <laughs> catching his receivers and you know, he's starting to get more involved in that offense. So, Dr. Caville, I mean, I like your top five. I can't – there's nothing wrong, nothing I can – no stones I can throw at this one.
1: I appreciate that, Mike. Man, man, I told you he's on it today. I, I will take every word I said about you back, man. You, you, <laughs> really. Kay Johnson says, Charles, do not put down that hoodie. Oh, no, that's not what she said. Let me be nice. Uh, she said, Charles Bishop, I need that hoodie. Love it. George Suss, South Carolina State will roll against Bethune Cookman, BCU, for first win. Bulldogs find their defense. It'd be interesting there. Uh, Charles Bishop does return and says, I love it too. <laughs> he give it up. Michael Ford, Alabama <laughs> AMU, PVAMU. This is a good one, Lawrence D. White. Wouldn't it be great if PVAMU, GSU, State Fair Classic Cotton Bowl, Dallas would be on ESPNU open for discussion? Uh, We don't have to discuss that. We're all in favor of that. I can tell you this, that the SWAC office is looking into that. Don't be surprised moving forward if that happens. Right now, uh, the promoter has a stranglehold and hasn't allowed that to happen. With that, let's go into this break so we can come back and talk about some of these matchups, give you some of the major division games of the week. And then the last part of the show, we'll get into the major games of the week. Starting with the mid-major, then we'll go into major games of the week. And we got some good ones, both that we'll be discussing too and follow up. With even some better games on Thursday. Then they'll have the pick'em segment. This gets interesting when they'll do that. So stick with us today and Thursday as we get it going. Let's get into the break. Dr. Bill's inside the sports lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Come on back as we get into the third quarter. It's getting good.
3: Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. I'll hold on to that. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride Enjoy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories Officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. Impress the
0: analytical data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to laugh yeah, and about, about. So listen to Professor Yesler and pay attention, he going to teach a lesson.
1: Welcome back. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, as they're sitting in the cut in their home studios. Time to get into some of the games of the week. Let's start with the CIAA. It's interesting. Check this out. Richmond, Virginia, Saturday, October the 2nd, as you know, high noon. CIAA matchup. We're going to get the Northern Division against the Southern Division. Shaw Bears come in at 2-2, 1-0 in the conference. At Virginia Union Panthers, as you know, 2-2 two and two also overall, 1-0 in the conference. So somebody is going to get the edge in terms of continuing to be able to chase those predictive front runners, which is in the Northern Division, Bowie State, in the Southern Division, that would be Fayetteville State. So both of these teams need this victory. I think this is one of those games, if you're not paying attention to, might catch you off guard. This is a big game. Let me start with you, Charles. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup?
3: North until you prove me different. I'm I'm going to go with the North team. Uh, uh, I think that's the, the stronger half of the conference, especially when you take a look at Chawan, Bowie, Virginia, Union. Uh, Chawan, my goodness, they jumped out 4-0 uh, thus far in the season. Bowie, of course, 3-1. and uh, But until I'm proven different, uh, I've I got to go with the CFAA North.
1: Great points when you say it there, when you look at it. A big matchup, playing some good. Football, but let me go to Mike and see what your thoughts in terms of this Shaw versus Virginia Union matchup.
2: Yeah, I I I, I agree uh, for that reason. You got to go with the North, but you also got got to go with the number three offense in the conference and the number three defense in the conference in Virginia Union. So um, until and uh, uh, as CB says, until you prove me wrong, you know, show me, you know, put put it on the table. So I got to go with Virginia Union.
1: Well they say you was not born in Missouri, but you like the idea, show me state. I yeah, I'm from state. I'm from state. From. state of mind, I state of mind. Both these brothers said, show me. Well, let's dip down a little south. Let's go in the SIEC mid-major division. It's real interesting here. Staying in Fairfield, Alabama, it's long Alumni Stadium. You saw what Miles did in the last time they stayed at home. But this is a top ten matchup, so it really gets good. This is number four, Albany State Golden Rams hitting the road, one and two overall, one and zero in the conference race. Number seven, Miles Golden Bears, two and two overall, also one and zero in the conference race. You see the theme I'm getting here. Both of these games, including this one, have both teams starting out one and zero in the conference race. This is another example of one division against the other division intra interdivisional matchup. You have Albany State from the east. Miles Golden Bears from the West. Let me stick with you, Mike Washington, since you're on the West side of things. What are your thoughts in
2: terms of this matchup? Woo, man. Um, I I, I got to go with Miles on this one. I mean, if you look at where they've come to, how they performed at this spot, number three in total offense, you know, 361 uh, yards per game. I mean, scoring offense, Miles, you know, 25 points per game. So Albany State, somewhere down at number six and number seven. They have a stronger defense, but it's it's going to be a battle of offense against defense. But I think in this one, I, I've got to pick Miles coming out on top. Oh, boy, I tell you. Charles, some people say this could be a preview to the SIAC
1: championship game. Absolutely. Could what are be. your thoughts on this matchup? A you think preview? so, Mike? A
3: previous
1: yeah. SIC championship game, huh? Yes. What well, some are saying? What are your thoughts? Hmm. They just leaving Savannah State out there. You know they were picked yeah, early to get it done, but you know I guess because of their performance early, some people are looking over them. Obviously, Albany yeah. State had that big early non-conference win, so I think people are excited about that. But with that being said, I want you to dig in there. and I want you to tell me what are your thoughts. I, I like
3: Miles. As 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 being the more gritty team, this is going to be a tough matchup. Uh, Albany State is 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 a as a a heck of a matchup uh, with Miles, but I, I just like Reggie Ruffin and I like I like Miles. I especially like him at home. Uh, get a little home cooking over there in Fairfield. So I'm I'm looking for the Miles Bears, uh, Golden Bears to pull cool this one out. Mm.
1: Before we go to this break, I get this one in here. George Sugg brings the statement of the day. Don't be surprised if Tennessee State turns east and joins the MEAC. That would be interesting. Stephen Gates would say, and Stephen would why would they drive <laughs> to Delaware? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Steve
1: Gates, <laughs> you got a point well taken. I just thought hey. it was entertaining, so I'd shot it out there. G <laughs> Boom Holly says Stephen Gates, exactly. So I don't think people are feeling too excited about Tennessee State and in terms of that Delaware State trip. But, hey, I'm just saying uh, it's out there. With that, getting into it, let me get back into some of these thoughts. Man, I like what people, uh, lab lecture listeners are doing. I agree. Can't see Tennessee State making the choice at all. Uh, Sherman Miller's is joining. Steve Gertzman says PSU has more rivals in the SWAC, pretty obvious. FSU should have handled PSU. Charles getting in there, giving some updates as he's getting it done. Eric Evans is still in the house. Uh, Steve Gaither says, true, the issue is looking weak this year. Ah, he's out there. You know, he knows all inside and out of Seattle. Give your stuff. Get some updates from Steve Gaither. We got to bring him back in for a midpoint analysis. We'll do that in a couple of weeks. Make sure we get Steven Gaither back in here. Last statement for Steven. Only advantage to TSU in the MIAC is a bigger celebration for oh, cut. Ah, good point. Mm. And if they can get there maybe a little easier in the MEAC than in SWAC, but that's a whole different discussion. Don't let me get ugly and twist your arms. <laughs> he says Delaware State will join the Colonial Conference, so that means if that's the case, they sure better get Tennessee State. They're going to be like OVC yeah, no. on the South and struggling. We'll see that. I'm not sure if we'll get too much movement out of the HBCUs at this point, but I'm fascinated to see conference churning with that being said, let's go ahead and jump in here and take our next break, and then we'll come back with some major division games of the week. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Keep the comments flowing. Great talk out there on the ledge. Uh, might bring that segment back real quick before we get in this break. Grambling, Charles, as you said many moons ago, you know, get off the ledge. Get off the ledge. Grambling <laughs> need to get off the ledge.
3: <laughs>
1: they can't get it done this week at home in Alabama a and man. You it's ledge like, time, it's the yeah. yeah. Bethune, Cookman, against South Carolina State,
3: time. Ooh, Who else ledge, on ledge time. Ooh, the ledge Who else
1: on the ledge? I know cook Cookman, and Gramlin. They definitely on the ledge this week. Yeah. Boy, they're going to have some fight
3: about <laughs> themselves.
2: Yeah. <as laughs> <as well. clears throat> yeah, you got to say Gremlin. They, they on the ledge. They a uh, matter of fact, they got one foot off. Let's be honest. <laughs> This is
1: Dr. Will inside the HBC Whoa, Sports Lab. Whoa, might be on the ledge too if they drop one of Bama State, so
3: Oh data
2: points, data points, data, data point. point. This is Dr. I think, I think fam, you has a couple more data points before they go on the ledge.
1: Okay, Dr. Will's <laughs> inside the HBC Sports Lab. Let's come back after this quick break. Coles Brown, letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Coles Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Coles Brown Show and Black College Sports Network, Online at www.mybcsn.net and on the BCSN app available on Google Play and the Apple App Store.
4: For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn,
1: embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, This is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together we can be the change.
3: Sugar Chateau Desserts is a specialty bakery located in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We will create delicious and one-of-a-kind treats for any occasion. Sugar Chateau is currently shipping Cakes in a Jar, Offering a variety of different flavors in a single served container that can help you celebrate in accordance with social distancing. Place your orders today by calling 803 526 7895 or visiting (laughs) SugarChateauDesserts.com.
0: Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, They gonna tell you if your team, if they wanna ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. yes sir. and pay attention what? because he's gonna teach a lesson. Yes.
1: Mm. Dr. Ville's inside HBC Sports Lab, Charles snuck in there, as he trolling folks. He said UAPV. They can't get it done Thursday. He said they'll be on the ledge too. Oh, and you know, and you know
3: who's gonna be disappointed about that. Southern didn't want them on the ledge till they got to uh till they played Southern. I I, I know well, Southern the,
1: Jag the fans. The problem with that uh, process is you better be careful what you uh what you're thinking about. Just because they're on the ledge, don't mean they can't push you off the ledge with them because they can that be hell. grabbing you. So that's you true. Be careful <laughs> with your, uh, that's true. With that being said, let's get back into it. Let's get into the meat game of the week. Then we'll get into the SWAT game of the week. I like this meat game of the week. Um, it's a old-fashioned cat and dog fight. It happens to be what previous was a MIAC game of the week. Now it's a SWAC MIAC de facto challenge, if you would. Teams are both winless, so it is extremely important for both these teams to get off the ledge because another team that might be on the ledge that we didn't mention is South Carolina State being 0-3, uh, Bethune-Cookman Wildcats are 0-4, 0-1 in the conference race, obviously. South Carolina State hasn't played a conference game. Uh, but if you said it openly on the MEAC uh, Monday in terms of his interview, and he said, hey, we will pick, and if we want to do something in the conference, we can't just keep losing these games and think we'll be able to turn it on. So He's looking the fact that he wants to get it right. They are at home. But this has traditionally been a game where it just goes back and forth. I'm going to start with you, Mike. What are your thoughts on this Bethune-Cookman matchup against South Carolina State? Big matchup because it features a SWAC-MEAC game, and there's another one that we'll talk about on Thursday before I let you dive into that, which is North Carolina Central trying to rebound from the beatdown from North Carolina a and as they travel to Mississippi Valley State and play a solid game, particularly offensively against Southern, and it's Valley's homecoming. That's an interesting yeah. matchup to me in so many different ways. Big weekend for the MEAC and the SWAC in terms of this matchup, non-conference-wise, to make some early uh, downs. Dive- points. Mike, what are your thoughts, particularly on this matchup?
2: Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. You know, Bethune's got to travel to Orangeburg. Uh, You know, it's a high noon game. Uh, This is not the same South Carolina State that gave up a billion points to Alabama A&M in the spring. This is a South Carolina State that played Alabama A&M really tough and put some points on the board. So, this is going to be, be tit for tat. So, you know, can the Bethune offense do what they did at, you know, at least uh, against Alabama A&M, you know, that, that, that game could have went either way. They played Alabama A&M tough. Um, and can they do that against South Carolina state on the road in Orangeburg, South Carolina at high noon on the year, our Lord, October 2nd, October 2nd. What is it? I don't know. that. So I, you wonder if the edge goes to South Carolina state um, but for me, I think this is an edge game for Bethune without question. Mm. Without. Mm. Question. Interesting. Yeah, great points made there.
1: This game is 12 30, ESPN 3 or ESPN Plus. With that being said, let me shift to Charles and get his thoughts on this matchup. Uh, South
3: Carolina State, let's be honest, they, they played a pretty tough schedule. When you start. Uh, start out with uh, the, the uh, HBCU national champion, Alabama AM and m Bulldogs. Then you play two FBS schools, Clemson and New Mexico State. It's been a, a tough road for South Carolina State. I think that has uh, battle-tested them. And I think they'll be ready for bethune cookman Corey Fields is only completing 54% of his passes. He's also South Carolina State's leading rusher. I, I expect them to, to, you know, work out the kinks. They, they score uh, quite a bit of points, 35 points on the FBS opponent in, North- in New Mexico State. So uh, you got to look for those guys to really get on track. And that South Carolina State traditionally they bring defense. I expect for them to really clamp down on bethune cookman in this game and show who they really are, because I-, I think they are a championship-level uh, program.
1: Point well taken. Let's shift over to the SWAC major division game of the week. It features similarly, like we just talked about, what would have been a Mia SWAT challenge is now a conference game. Uh, teams closest to each other in terms of geographic uh, vicinity are uh, interesting. This is a uh, SWAT game featured um, that we're looking to see if it will be televised. At this point, it's not on ESPN. Uh, it's in Tallahassee. Tele- Florida is debut uh, in terms of the family's first home squat game at Bragg Memorial Stadium that was renovated. It's a top ten match. You have number seven Alabama State Hornets two and one, one and 0 oh, after a big win against McCookman on the road at number eight Florida A and M Rattlers one and two, o oh and one in the conference that opening season lost to Jackson State haunts them to this day in many people's minds but they had a open week this past weekend. So now they get a chance to see if they can make a statement against the Hornets. who are feeling good about themselves. Let me stick with you, Mike. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Again, before you do that, we'll give our scoring updates and mass framework of these games. We'll do that on Thursday as we break down four other games. So get into your analysis without giving your pick at this time.
2: Woo. Tallahassee
1: <laughs> it will be Woo-hoo. rock. we can say that Tallahassee say is bringing their band so oh okay yeah, all right yeah yeah
2: yeah 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 yeah
1: so <laughs> next week we'll we will have a winner and loser not only of the game but we'll also have a winner loser of the battle of the band in terms of the halftime fifth quarter zero quarter you know they do all that kind of stuff but Back on the field in terms of the
2: football matchup, Mike. Go ahead, and finish up. Yeah, I. Yeah, you still kind of have to give the home field advantage to Fam. You, even though this will be a tough game. Um, you mentioned that Alabama State's coming off uh, off of a quality win, but again, Alabama State is still number eight in the conference in total offense. Can they put points against the board, or can they match points? Uh, points for points with this FAMU team, uh, who has a very good defense. So uh, I don't know. I get, you gotta give you gotta give the edge, but this will be a tough one. I can see the FAMU plans chirping, um, and if FAMU should happen to lose this one at home, now you're talking about a FAMU team that may be on the ledge as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey call maybe. these folks on the ledge, <laughs> <laughs> But your backup speech, get off the lane.
1: Uh, before you do that, go ahead and talk about this matchup.
3: Yeah, I, 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 this is going to be an old-fashioned slut fest. I mean, you have two mm. really, really good defenses in this, in this game. Uh, you know, uh, what, the, what jumped out at me was Alabama State. Uh, we saw Keyshawn uh, Bird for Bethune-Cookman run all, all through uh, Alabama AM the week before. Alabama, uh, Alabama State snuffed out that run this past week. So uh, I think the leading rusher for, uh, for Bethune-Cookman only had 22 yards, and that was Jimmy Robinson. So this is going to be a slugfest. Which team can get that running game up and going, or if they can get that running game up and going? We still have not seen Ezra Gray really pop like we know he can pop. So I'm going to be looking to see, can that one-two punch of Ja'Cory Merritt and Ezra Gray really get off and, and uh, against this Florida A&M front seven, which is, I think, one of the top uh, defenses in the swag right behind Jackson State. So uh, this is going to be one heck of a slugfest. We know Christian Clark, he's going to plug things up in the middle there for Alabama State. Uh, so uh, you, you might have to rely on the passing game, and that's when guys get to flying and coming after you and they can dial up that extra pressures whatnot. What can Ryan Nettles do? has Florida AM finally solved whatever they have at, at quarterback and, and and can go definitively with a quarterback there so uh should be a very interesting matchup but I'm I'm, I'm almost leaning towards Alabama State Nelson, I'll be honest with you
1: yeah I Ooh, i, I, it's I it's just, it's a lean. What? it's a lean we'll it's see lean. we'll see we don't want you we don't want you to give up give up too much of the ghost uh, before I we can't. get down Thursday but uh Early lean, we'll see if he sticks with it uh, and pulls over. And like you said, really put some folks on the edge. (laughs) For real. (laughs) But that'll do it for us today. Great comments from the lab lecturers out there. Let's keep it going. We'll get in here after the show and do some dialogue and give you some updates. A lot of good comments coming in uh, about what's going on in terms of the FCA landscape, Uh, HBCUs, both the Division II and HBCUs. With that, before we go out of the show, we did have trophy games this weekend. Slowburnwaco.com. Slowburnwaco.com. Let me give a shout out. And make sure y'all get those cigars. You can hold them up, courtesy of www.slowburnwaco.com. Go check out these cigars. These folks here, Mike, your trophy cigar goes for the State Fair Classic. I, I believe is that what you're holding there for?
2: Oh, oh, most definitely, absolutely. Goes to preview A You know, putting out uh, Jawan pass according to the unofficial statistics vulnerable plus yards, you know, playing the defensive game that they did, allowing uh, Grambling, what, 10 first downs to 21 first downs. Total, total um, domination on both sides of the ball. So mine goes to Prairie View A&M, Prairie View m Charles, I see you have your cigar up too. I got I mine.
1: Slowbirdwiggle.com. Uh, yeah, WC Gordon Classic. Talk about that. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough game.
3: It was a tough game for Jackson State. Delta State, uh, kudos to them. They were down 17 nothing at halftime and fought back to make that game. Uh, tremendously close. Jackson State had to have a a last-second stop with Delta State in the red zone, but that was a quality team they played. I know a lot of people say Division II, but that's a top 25 uh, Division II team and and a team that has a national championship on on their resume. Uh, They are very well coached, uh, very disciplined, and they did what they had to do to really shut down Jackson State's uh, uh, offense in the second half of that game, but to the victory go to spoils, I'll take my cigar and
1: run. (laughs) I know that right. That's exactly what you do when you get those hands. Take it and move it on, as they say. That'll do it for us. Thank you for listening to Inside HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and our colleagues. I am Dr. Yadika Kaville, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. We hope you enjoyed the show. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday. Join us again Thursday. We'll have a nice one. We'll be on the road, it looks like. We look forward to next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Don't be surprised if we get a little bit of that hashtag sweet life. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. One on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube. That's inside HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you uh, download the app, My JBN, My BCSN. Check out the website, My BCSN, as we continue to get it done. Give you the latest. Check out all the shows that we give you about HBCU news and more. Dream big and continue to move forward. Make sure you check us out on Sunday as we do our recap. We will talk with you soon, Charles. Of course, Mike. Lecture. Dismiss.